Hello and welcome to the Skin and Wearing Podcast. I think today's episode will be a very interesting one for everybody that's tuning in. But before we get to all that, I'd like to start off by introducing our regular cast of characters. My name is Luke. And this is... It's Nicole. You got your boy Jay. And you got Mikey one more time. Hey, what's up? It's Eli. It's Nafi. It's your boy Ronald. Hey, it's Jasmine. We're looking to change it up a little razzle dazzle as just sound with a little shake and bake. You know? <laughs> that actually kind of leads us into our next topic. You know, did you ever face discrimination or experience unfair circumstances? And uh, how, how has that affected you or shaped your future? Would anyone like to attest to that? I don't think personally to me that, you know, that it happened to me. Maybe I got lucky. Uh, maybe behind my back, but in, right in front of my face. No, I haven't experienced it. That the the unspoken unfair, unfair advantage. It might be different for everybody else, but with me, I felt like you know I put in the work, I put in the effort, and everything. The only instance where I realized that that was a thing was in uh, college when I had an internship for uh, an engineering company. I'm not going to say their name, but they had a meeting and it was the board of education, all the, you know, the big dogs of board of education there. So the, the, the interns all were primarily, you know, Caucasian and you had, I think you had one girl and you had me, the token brown guy. So, so when I actually spoke to one of my uh, supervisors, I guess they were saying how this guy he was cool he was an irish guy he was really cool you know he was he and he asked me like how did i feel about you know being the only brown guy in the batch of interns and i was like you know i didn't really it just felt weird walking into a room filled with everybody who doesn't look like you and it's just you know scary sometimes that you try not to think about it and he's like yeah and he actually thought it was weird that somebody whispered to him and said oh well now we got you know the the requirements needed to keep this program wow. going we got the token wow. brown guy wow. so, <laughs> yeah that's when i realized you know that this is how the world works and this is how think yeah, this is how things are mm-hmm. and then to make it even like a bigger thing in the construction field i don't know if you guys ever heard of it it's like a mwbe statistic it counts how many women there are how many people of color there are whatever else it is it's just everything that's not caucasian and affirmative action too i think that's what it is right yeah it's the world we live in but that's a sad reality but it shouldn't be that way i've come to realize that part of discrimination that that's how it happens in my field at least a lot of people hire people just to reach the diversity yeah they get a tax cut on that so that's why they need that well i think it's good though that they have that because it makes people aware of just the gap but they're just feeling no no yeah i i get i get what you mean like you need to know that it's there but i get what you mean too also why like why why is it there but it's helpful too to to keep track of it yeah it's it's a way to keep it in check yeah Mm -hmm. i agree with what luke was saying it was just interesting it's just wild that they even that was even a that thing. he said that verbally. Yeah. You could oh well, yeah, go after them right now. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, go ahead, Jasmine. Ever since we came back to the U.S., which was like pretty much when we started school and elementary, um, what's it we called? Wait, Nicole. Elementary, <laughs> middle school, high school. We were always like the only Asians in our community so in richmond hill we lived there for like most of our elementary so that's mostly west indian people 
in middle school, we were in Jamaica, so it was mostly black people. <laughs> Even though we went to the also, same middle school until high school. <laughs> yeah, and also in high school, we were actual, actual, um, mostly black community. And then we were the ones who were just the odd ones out. So a like even, Nicole, I'm talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yo, I just want to say before she continues with her story is, y'all heard me when I said they should have got two different phones and account. <laughs> Pretty much, we were always the odd ones out. Like even going home, we walk with whatever crowd we were with. We we're like the ones people would always stare at when they're passing by us. And honestly, it didn't really physically discriminate like bullied or anything maybe like verbally but not like to an extent like it's traumatizing at least for my experience that's why i think that's how i am nowadays like why i'm like i don't want to say going harder sometimes when i'm with you guys or something um it's just that the way i felt like i can't be weak mm -hmm. i have to always be there to make sure people can't take advantage of me but um i'm thankful for those experiences because i've met a lot of good individuals i can say maybe one incident it was just like uh, one bad happening that they actually stole from the co i like the last day of oh, school yeah. but that was like <laughs> the only bad incident but then we had our friends from like i estate like come out and like find them and everything they walked us home and they even like ran after them with the truck and everything i was like what the heck is going on we just want to get home but yeah that's my community always and then it wasn't until after high school that i started getting in touch with our culture again which mm -hmm. also helped me today get in touch with our culture but that's my experience from like all that discrimination yeah. or anything of that type that's good when did we go on that trip to upstate uh lake garnett i think it was 2014. that's like the year after high school no yeah so i want to say like june 2014 that was the first trip ever that we ever planned so we decided to like you know keep in touch by going on a trip and you know bonding together i mean up there there's barely any cell service so we really had to, you know, stick together. It was a whole bunch of stuff that happened that trip. I, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of scary because, you know, being from the city, you know, we're used to certain things. But when you go up there, it's really like, you really feel like you're in a country. And it's just, it's eye-opening is what I can say. It's really, really eye-opening. We had to get a tire fix or something like that, right? That's what it was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. me, Luke, and uh, another one of our friends went to go get a tire fixed. So we were driving in this like little town and we found the tire shop, we fixed it. You know, we're just having a good time, just laughing, enjoying the, the time. We realized that we we're actually really, really hungry. So we are looking around trying to find a place to eat. And one of the places that we find is a pizza shop. Uh -huh. So we, you know, we drive, we get out, we walk, we're walking to the pizza shop, and, you know, it's kind of not the traditional type of pizza shop you know it looks like it's a little shack nothing like new york city nothing like new york city it's definitely definitely different mm -hmm. so uh, there's these two there's these two gentlemen correct me if i'm wrong there's two people sitting on the porch on the porch right yeah there are two was... people sit hmm? i said yeah I, I was there with you go ahead all right so there are two people sitting on the porch and uh you know as we're walking up you know like it's five of us we're all walking up and you know they start looking at us like oh weird like you know like we didn't like belong there 
mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was like the like the look that they gave us it was just I never felt that. Like you know, being in the city, I felt like that enclosed me. That made me like not aware of some of the stuff that actually happened. But mm-hmm. when we were in that environment, I just like the way they were looking at us just didn't feel like just it. It, it was not a nice feeling. It made you so, feel you know, very uncomfortable. It made me feel uncomfortable. Like they were looking at me like, okay, can you leave? Like, why are you here? Like, we don't. So you know, we walk up there and they say, I think this is the the, the quote. They say, oh, we don't get too many people like you up here, right? Yeah, and, I remember that. Wow. Yeah. So he said, he said, we don't get too many people like you up here. So. Uh, when he said that, I was looking. I'm like, people like what? Like, like what are you talking about, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cubans? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You don't get too many people like us up here. So it was kind of like weird. And like, just like the way he was laughing, it looked like he like he was telling like his friend like some jokes uh, as we were like running up, and that's, and they just kept looking at us. And it was just like it was just like the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had in my life. And I like I've never experienced that. Like I've never experienced that type of judgment. Like you know, at, in my life, yeah, like, I'm sure. That point. I'm sure we were like the topic of conversation for the day, you know. Yeah, exactly. um, oh, did you see those kids come in? The bunch of colored kids or whatever it was. I mean, I don't know what they said, but the fact that they said, you know, we don't really get your type up here. It's it, it makes you think, and uh, it's definitely a different vibe from what you get in new york city right yeah, and it's just like it's not that far away like it's just the same state you just think like wow that's really crazy same state people think like this mm-hmm. upstate is a completely different uh like like yeah. a different completely different place than what we have here it's not the same personally i haven't really experienced any type of uh discrimination that i know about like similar with luke you know maybe it happened behind my back or something or i didn't know about it and it was just you know behind the scenes but i can't really think of a time where myself per se experienced some type of discrimination and that led to an unfair uh you know unfair or uh, a bad circumstance for myself uh so unfortunately i don't really have much on that i mean i've seen stuff with other people but that's uh-huh. How about you, Mikey? Has have you, have you faced uh, any type of discrimination that you know kind of affected you, kind of set you on a different course, um, or not? Well, not on a huge scale, but Luke, you're you're really the only one that's worked with me on like a like a profession, like at a job. Mm-hmm. So you know that I try to be as professional as possible in a job setting. There was one time where I was helping at Staples, where I do still currently work as a manager, but at the time I was an associate. I helped a guy outside to his car, and what he said, like, it's, it's, I still think about it sometimes. He was like, I didn't know you guys were so polite in the hood. Wow. Mm. Wow. (laughs) You guys. And at that point, I was just like, all right. I didn't really want to say anything, but for real, it's like, it's something I've thought of for a long time, like... All right, clearly you're not from this neighborhood, but what makes this area the hood? Like, we're right next to Jamaica Hospital, which is, you know, like, it's not the (laughs) hood. (laughs) It's just, like, what makes it that way? And I I realized that it's because we had a lot of African-American, Indian, Spanish employees. Like, there was a very small population of white employees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just something that really stuck with me. Like, I personally have not been, like, discriminated or given, like, a, a fair, like, I haven't been treated unfairly because of my skin color, per, like per se, but that's just like one instance of something that was just, you know. It was like, like oh wow. Yeah, it was eye opening pretty much, mm-hmm. you know? 
they'll come into a different neighborhood and then call the neighborhood shady just because they're not used to it. Yep. Yeah, that is true. What's interesting is what I think Mike what Michael just explained is something called a microaggression, right? Where it's like a little, like it's um, it's small enough. It's not big enough for you to to like really be like, oh, like wait, what? But then when yeah, you think about up. it, it's 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 a small sort of remark that also is completely untrue. And I think that again, mm-hmm. and like maybe just like what you're saying, I I have not truly, I've been blessed enough not to truly experience any type of um unfair circumstances such as that, or due to the color of my skin. Well, actually, I have. But um, now that I think about it, actually, now I have. Um, there was one time, actually, I was with my mom and my brother, and we were in Queen Center Mall, and we went to the American Eagle. And um, as soon as we went in, we were greeted and like, hey, let us know if you need anything. And uh, for the all of the, all of the 15 minutes that we were in the store, I want to say almost every two to three minutes, we were asked if we needed anything. And then when we were looking around and walking around, we noticed that the guy, the manager who had um, initially greeted us in the beginning was also watching us and surveying us as we walked from the front of the store to the back of the store, mm-hmm. as if we are we're all on some shady business. And, you know, I understand that people do have to be wary of things, but, uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe he thought we were some type of pharaoh he thought that we could possibly harm or steal from the store but it was it was a little thing like that that made me realize that no matter how you felt just no matter how you felt or how you presented yourself to others you will always either you will usually just fit a description for what they choose to like you know label you as so mm-hmm. i think that that kind of microaggression alone is what uh, of course leads me now when i'm out i, I carry myself as a proud african-american man you know i have to understand that in the back of my head no matter how hard i work to some people it just will not matter so i think that's yeah. the mindset i kind of have i don't know if anyone else has that but um it just I mean, and it doesn't take away from my self-worth because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm making sure that, I'm, you know, I'm developing what I need to carry on and obtain my goals and careers. But there's there's always that aspect as a person of color and especially as a African-American male within this country. Yeah, you are who you are. And you, regardless of what they think, you're, you're going to be you who know? you are. You're going to do your thing. And that's it. So I actually do have a story in regards to this. So the story goes like this. I had just gotten like a job at Pathmark and like I was waiting for the bus to go home. So while I was waiting for the bus to go home and the cop pulls up and then he's like, hey, I'm sorry to ask you this, but you know, you just kind of match the description, but were you running around like playing with a toy gun or something? I'm like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was oh. like what? No. Well, I didn't mm-hmm. say this, but I'm thinking in my head, like, what are you talking about? I was like, uh, I was like, no, I mean, hey, man. And I was like, no, no, that wasn't me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just came from inside. I just got off work. You can ask my manager. Like, I was right there. And mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the bus to go home. Then he's asking me. He's like, yeah, I know it doesn't, you know, it sounds silly, but unfortunately, I just have to ask. He's like, hey, like, uh, so, like, you know, like, where do you live like where where you headed i told him i was like hey i live down that way and everything and he was like okay well somebody just made a call they said that you know it was a african-american male you know he had a blue (coughs) sweater and i'm thinking like i'm the only person who's been over here with a blue sweater i was like yo who called i was like yo who's hating who's hating (laughs) (laughs) they're not trying to let me be great (laughs) yeah it's like yo i'm trying to go home meanwhile i'm getting it fucking interrogated i was like wow and how about you nelfie did i ever face discrimination yes um now discrimination for speaking spanish i have in my workplace i used to work for the city 
my coworker, she was also Dominican. We would sit next to each other and stuff and we would conversate. And she didn't really understand English that great. So I would talk about stuff, you know, with her. And my director of the unit would pass by and be like, oh, you need to speak Spanish. You need to speak English. And I was like, what, bitch? You want me to go to EEO? I felt like she should know where we're coming from because she was half Jamaican and she was Chinese. And it's just like, you're like a melting pot of a person. Like you should know about culture and stuff like that. Like that's messed up. Like you're discriminating somebody based off the language that they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is like, as a big girl, you get discriminated all the time, all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I was at an interview. The lady who was interviewing me was asking me if I could um, basically get up and push it on the wall. And I was like, what? What does she mean? Yeah. Like, she was making it seem like I was incapable of moving my ass off the chair and getting coffee and filling up the pens in the cup because I was big. And I was like, okay, now. I got a screwdriver for you, honey. And it ain't gonna fit in the right place. It's very blatant. But, yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, you experience. But you learn from them. Mm-hmm. Mm, anybody else? I've never, like, I don't even know what to say to that part. That's, I don't know. Yeah, that, that was very blatant and yeah. disrespectful. Um, I get discriminated against my against myself because of my age. But that's, like, mm, that that's something that's very overlooked in today's society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, where was it? Like, in Manhattan? Yeah, it was in Manhattan. It's, it's ridiculous that that's still a thing. It's, you know, it's 2020 and people are still telling you, oh, speak English. This is America. Like, no, hey. America is a melting pot. America yeah. has yeah. multiple people in here. Yes, English is the primary <laughs> language spoken, but that doesn't mean other people can't speak their other languages. It's a free fucking country, right? So let me be free. I feel like I living in New York, you definitely shouldn't hear something like that. Yeah. Crazy, can I just share something what aggravated me too? Because yeah. I was not the only person who would tell me that. Mm. Everybody in the office. And the thing that was the worst thing, that everybody in that office was black. So mm. I would say, wow. how can you single somebody out when you sometimes feel singled out, like just walking out on the street? And it's just like, bro, we're in the same space. Like, we don't got to treat each other like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you went I'll, I'll be honest, like, honestly, New York has its definitely own culture because out here in Florida, too, like, we are still the odd ones out. They're, like, majority white people, and then the next culture is black people, but you see them so separated here still. Yeah, it's crazy. And then they see us Asians in the white side, but they're still looking at us differently. So I think that's why I'm thankful for being from New York, too, because I value diversity so much. It does have to change, and it's crazy that I only feel like New York really feels everything that what diversity should be um probably maybe in california too since they're very diverse um i don't know too much about california and their like landmarks and stuff but i know there's some areas with more concentrated on like asians and all the other cultures as well but definitely i think new york they're saying like new york is very outspoken but we're outspoken for a reason too yeah it's a very aggressive state mm-hmm. yeah here too they're aggressive in different ways Mm-hmm. I do have a question specifically for you guys, uh, Jasmine, Nicole. The coronavirus uh, pandemic, 
you know how people associated that with you know China and with the way you guys look you're Asians but you guys get mixed up for you know different ethnicities all like uh, different nationalities all the time right did anybody like say anything to you guys about that like oh you guys caused it like or you guys did this you guys did this I've heard some comments like um, where I work towards you I, uh, no not towards me but oh. just they're talking about it and I know they're um I know their views politically I honestly didn't speak up on that part even though I was like it, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? I was also kind of offended in a way with how people in general were treating the case worldwide or just in America. And I was mm. wanted to speak up about it and stuff, but I was kind of, I was scared too in a way or just like, I kept second guessing myself. That's one thing I have a fault in and that's why this Black Lives Matter movement kind of also kept me in check because... I also have to stand up for my people when that happened mm-hmm. and the black people they're always the ones standing up for human rights in mm-hmm. the end of it in in their history and everything. I was offended with how some people were treating Asians and I was like these people like I was talking to nothing maybe one day I was like these people better stop playing like not going to these Asian spots because they know they like the food and everything and you know they get their products from it like the businesses are also getting affected in New York and whatever and there's places there that I love communities that I love there so mm-hmm. I mean it's not all, only in New York but everywhere they had to help Asian businesses because they were failing too anything with you Jasmine I'm not too big on social media I'll be honest even like doing this podcast I think that's why I didn't go on the first few episodes that you guys had because Mm -hmm. um, with the company I'm with I'm in the financial industry I feel like they watch or like probably periodically look you up or something so I was like kind of hesitant on being part of this with what we're focusing on right now Mm -hmm. but um, I do have to be careful and that but I'm not afraid to like speak up about my concerns at work too in my workplace I'd say we're like 10 maybe 13 people and then out of that 13 people maybe 10 even it's me that's Asian and then I have a black co-worker as well and then um they actually seated us together in the desk it wasn't like planned or anything mm-hmm. but when you come in um, my branch we're the first two you see and then we do me and him talk back and forth about like oh they chose us like you said look because they need to put in their diversity or something and everything you i have get their been, numbers yeah we're like thank god they chose us too because you know <laughs> we needed the job but i haven't had any like race they always ask like because i have my my language of the philippines on my nameplate so mm-hmm. i'd say that's the only thing i get a lot but not like towards coronavirus thankfully no one's like being rude because i'm not having that either (laughs) yeah the the reason why i asked the question is because i personally think it was bullshit that people are just blaming the people that are here for something that happened in china you know um the neighborhood chinese restaurants were getting you know really affected by people not going and purchasing and you know bringing money there and it's all because people want to think once they make up their mind about something it's like so hard to change their mind on it it's and they and they view everything as a whole rather than it's not it's not supposed to be like that it's it it pissed me off and that's why i asked the question and people also were violent against asians i mean there's only two cases that i knew of honestly but the one in cali where they beat up the man who was carrying 
um, those recycle bags with filled with cans, you know, you put your pipes in. And then this other video I saw was these group of teenagers, they kicked a old lady in the face. Like, yeah. yeah. So It's crazy. I had a friend too. They like beat her up. She was like on her way to oh. and stuff. Oh, wow. They like dragged her and she like called me crying and stuff. Um, I so did still... hear about a case in like, I think Forest Hills too. Like um, a father was walking his son home mm -hmm. from I think school some people started following him to the bus stop and they mm -hmm. just started calling him names and stuff with his son right there and then the son I think was in elementary school and then yeah they ended up like beating up the dad and stuff like with the son just looking at that happening it's like Jesus yes it's, it's absolutely ridiculous you cannot blame someone or you know a whole group of people for something like that right mm -hmm. everybody's at risk Yep, exactly. And we always got to keep that in mind, right? And with that, we come to the conclusion of our third episode. This is the Skinurin Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Much love to you and yours. Peace out.